Welcome to the Recover Me podcast with Warren Willey, doctor of osteopathic medicine, a best-selling author, and leading expert on holistic, healthy living. Warren is your guide to living a naturally healthier, happier life. So much of Western medicine, popular diets, and fitness fads put a bandage over health problems, addressing symptoms and not causes, offering short-term results at the expense of long-term health. That's why Warren is a man on a mission, to question the status quo and uncover holistic health solutions you can use in your life, starting right now. Now to get us started today, here's Warren. Welcome to another session of the Recover Me podcast. I'm Warren Willey presenting. I am going to talk about what I think is a really cool topic today. It's kind of fun. I I enjoy it. I've written about it a lot. Um, It's been in almost all my books, uh, including even mentioned in my newest book, Obtainable. Uh, And that's the topic of something I call chrononutrokinetics. Now, that's kind of a long word uh, for you spelling type. It's C-H-R-O-N-O-N-U-T-R-A-K-I-N-E-T-I-C-S, chrononutrokinetics. That is a term that I derived, uh, I copied it and then replaced the middle of it from chronopharmacokinetics, and that's... C-H-R-O-N-O-P-H-A-R-M-A-C-O-K-I-N-E-T-I-C-S. Chronopharmacokinetics just means chrono is time, the god chronos, uh, the father of time, pharma, which is drugs, and kinetics having to do a change. So chrononutrokinetics is time, nutra or nutrition, and having to do a change, kinetics. It is a really cool topic. So you got to hang with me here so you understand it. Another simple way to describe chrononutrokinetics is food timing. And if you've read Better Than Steroids, Z Diet, What Your Doctor Look Like Naked, or any of those, you'll recall food timing. Food timing is, I think, a very important recover me issue, if you will. It is a way to eat. It's part of the lifestyle, not focusing as much, although important, on what you eat, but when you eat. So we'll dive right in and let me tell you all about it. When I first started writing diets, oh gosh, way back in the mid 80s, that's a long time ago, I did the classic cut your calories, exercise more. I did all the current mistakes we're seeing today, the stuff that just doesn't work. And then the the funny part about that, when someone when I cut someone's calories or increase their exercise and didn't lose weight, it all of a sudden is their fault, right? That's that's part of the fallacy of that logic utilizing calories as a uh, absolute end all for weight loss or weight gain. If it doesn't work, it's your fault. And when it's your fault, what do you do? You throw in the towel. What do you do when you throw in the towel? Things get worse. Stress hormone goes up. Increase oxidative stress. Your other hormones start going wacky because of the high cortisol levels. We've had those discussions on that vicious cycle. When I was in medical school, I started understanding drugs. It's basic pharmacology. We start from day one in medical school uh, learning about drugs and the pharmacology behind it. Well, doing that and being around food for so long, writing menus for people, I started to really relate food as a drug. And we've heard that before. People, 
I'm not the first guy to come around and say food is a drug. Uh, Hippocrates said, let all medicine be your food and food be your medicine. So he was uh, referring to that too some thousands of years ago. But what I started realizing is how food was acting in my body and my client's body because I maintained some uh, clients, uh, personal training clients through medical school to help defer some costs. But I started to realizing about, oh my goodness, food is a drug. When I realized this, some amazing things started to happen. <clears throat> Excuse me. First and foremost, it allowed me to decriminalize food. Now, what I mean by that is we all have the eat this, not that mentality. Okay, everything over there on that side of the aisle is poison. Uh, anything sold by a high school sophomore with a drive through in the building is poison, etc. But in reality, what you have to do, especially in the Recover Me lifestyle and its philosophy is quit criminalizing everything and allow your body to adapt to your environment. Teach it how to do that. Support it. And that's the whole Recover Me philosophy. We meet people where they are, and then we optimize their health by helping their body recover from life. So I started to focus on not just when or not just what to eat, but when to eat and how to eat. And that's where chrononutrikinetics comes in. It's to understand it. You, I really got to take you back to my pharmacology in medical school. So welcome to Pharmacology 101 real quick on the Recover Me podcast. Drugs can be defined as any substances that affect the process of living. And pharmacology is a study of those drugs. The branch of pharmacology that studies the fate of drugs in the body, and what that means is how are they absorbed, how are they distributed, what's their metabolism, what's their elimination, those, that's called pharmacokinetics. In slightly easier terms, it's the study of what the body does with the drugs ingested. There's another term you may hear, pharmacodynamics, and that's the study of the biochemical and physiological effects of the drugs and their mechanisms of action. In other words, what the drug does to the body. So just to review, pharmacokinetics is what the body does with the drug. Pharmacodynamics is what the drug does to the body. Chronopharmacokinetics, chrono again meaning time, pharma drugs, kinetics having to do a change, is the time-dependent changes in kinetics. And that comes from the circadian variations uh, of your body, uh, sleep-wake cycles, when the sun comes up, when the sun goes down, what you're doing there, what your other hormones are doing. In other words, it has to do with absorption, distribution, metabolism, and excretion of the drug or food in our, our case in this discussion. So a particular drug's effectiveness or side effects and we're talking about food, side effects may be uh, extra weight around your belly or on your behind, but the particular drug's effectiveness or uh, side effects may be more observable based on when it was taken. The amount of the drug, what it was taken with, all come into play, but really so does the time of day. When you ingest a drug, based on your natural daily cycles, the sleep-wake cycles, circadian rhythm and whatnot, it affects your body different when you take a drug, and therefore, food does the same thing. Let me give an example of how I, I utilize that in medical practice. If someone comes to my office and they had a bacterial infection, uh, for example, we would obviously choose an antibacterial or antibiotic for that, uh, for that person to help treat that infection. Now, what 
people don't realize is the number of variables behind that thinking. For example, what bug am I trying to kill in this person? What are the side effects of this drug? Does this patient have problems or allergies to this type of drug? What are some of the interactions this drug could have with other drugs or other herbs or supplements that they may be on? And food, even how would food affect it? Can they take the antibacterial on an empty stomach or should it be a full stomach? How many milligrams would be appropriate for this patient's weight? How old is this person and do I need to adjust things based on renal function? How many times a day does this patient have to take the drug for it to achieve its adequate effect? And how long do they have to take that antibacterial to make sure we killed that bug we're after? You can see there's a lot of variables when your doctor prescribes a drug. He or she has to be aware of all those questions because your safety and sometimes your life depends on that. Very important. We have, in the medical field, have yet another variable to consider when we prescribe drug, and that is what time of day would this drug be most appropriate? And that's all based on chronopharmacokinetics. This is important because more and more we're having once a day drugs being made because it's hard. It's hard. I mean, every time I tell someone to take a supplement three times a day, I'm very lucky if they get it in once or twice. I'm impressed with they get it in twice, right? So the big pharma has really started to switch and try to emphasize once a day drugs hoping to decrease adverse drug reactions, improve compliance, all that stuff. But there's a lot more even behind that too. Chronopharmacokinetics, interestingly enough, shows that optimal dosing time sometimes is not what we expect from the perspective of pharmacokinetics. Now, what I mean by that is if you talk to your doctor, and let's use an example. I, I like this example, though we do no, not any longer, as of just a few weeks ago, suggest taking aspirin for primary prevention of heart attacks and strokes for vascular disease. However, when we did, we had a very specific way we tell people to do this. When you talk to your doctor about aspirin, he or she would say, you need to take that first thing in the morning. Why? Because the bioavailability of the aspirin is higher in the morning than it is in the afternoon. And so we would suggest everyone take their preventative aspirin first thing in the morning. However, evidence-based medicine has shown us that taking aspirin at bedtime actually decreases the chance of GI bleeds and side effects. It also improves cancer prevention, colon cancer prevention is still another reason to possibly take aspirin if you have a high risk for colon cancer. But taking that in the evening is more beneficial with less side effects than taking it in the morning, even though the pharmacokinetics tell us it's more bioavailable in the morning. So interesting. Let me give you a couple other examples. The way we treat blood pressure or, or hypertension, particularly in people with hard to treat or refractory blood pressure, to date, and what I was taught in medical school is, okay, if they're on medication X, let's say it's lisinopril, 20 milligrams a day, their blood pressure is still not adequately controlled. What am I taught to do? Increase their lisinopril. Let's go to 40 milligrams a day. Ah, shoot, that didn't work either. Blood pressure is still too high. Let's leave you on lisinopril and add a second agent. And then let's start dose tapering up on that agent. Oh, well, that didn't work either. Sorry, Mr. Jones, your blood pressure is still high. Let's add a third agent on board. And that's the way we treat blood pressure. We keep 
adding medication and increasing the dose, which of course, and intuitively you should know, increases side effects, uh, etc. So all those are in the realm of pharmaco, chronopharmacokinetics. And what I mean by that is what we really should consider with these people, rather than just loading more and more drugs at higher high doses on them, is there a better time of day they could take their medication? Does that make sense? So rather than just increasing their drug dosing and increasing their drugs, we might have profound effects on lowering their blood pressure simply by when they take their medication. Powerful stuff. And different. I won't get into all the different medications and their best timings in this presentation because we want to focus on chrononutrikinetics. But that's just another example. A third example I like because I think it's real relevant to everyone out there is non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs or NSAIDs. Those are a group of pain-relieving, fever-reducing drugs such as ibuprofen, uh, Advil, Aleve, Arutus, Naproxen, which is Advil. This, the list goes on and on. We're all familiar with those drugs. We've all used those drugs after we strained our back. Uh, cleaning the gutters out after the windstorm, you know, all the different things we use them for. NSAIDs have a lot of side effects. They tear a hole in your belly. They can beat up your kidneys and cause high blood pressure, requiring me to add more and more medications, as I just said. But what's important in this discussion is, again, when you take the drug. I've read studies that point out when taking NSAIDs in the morning, doubled the risk of GI bleeds, gastrointestinal bleeds, uh, such as ulcers and, and other issues that causes versus taking it later in the day. So that's pretty powerful. When you take your anti-inflammatory really has a lot to do, one, how well it works, and two, potential side effects with it. A number of other drugs, like cardiac drugs, antidepressants, and other medications have been shown to modify or improve outcomes when they when the doctor takes into account when they're taken. The one I like to refer to and mention the most is a hormone because I do a lot of hormone work, as most people listening know. Uh, levothyroxine or Synthroid or any T4 product, any thyroid product, uh, we usually tell people, wake up in the morning, take it on an empty stomach, wait an hour before eating, uh, just so it's optimally absorbed. Chronopharmacokinetics tells us that taking thyroid medicine on an empty stomach at night possibly is better for your body. You have better response from TSH, the thyroid stimulating hormone, the pituitary hormone coming down and telling us, our, is our dosing appropriate? In other words, the timing of the medication has a lot to do with it. Now, the reason I'm providing you with all this information is I want you to understand food timing and chrononutrikinetics, as I really want to get into right now, because this is why food timing makes sense, not only from a scientific standpoint, but in the area of, uh, let's say, weight loss, long-term health, disease prevention, and whatnot, it allows you the recovery method of taking care of yourself, and just simply by changing when you do things when you eat, when you eat certain foods versus others, has a profound impact on your long-term health, longevity, weight loss, treatment of chronic pain, arthritis, fibromyalgia. I mean, the list goes on and on. It's a lot more than just don't eat that, eat this, but how about don't eat that, but eat this, but eat it at this time. That's what we're going to look at now in pharma 
excuse me, chrononutrikinetics. So let's talk about, uh, let's say you're someone like me, like every human out there. I always joke with people. I hear from some people, I don't like sugar, doc. So you don't have to worry about me. And I, oh, really? You don't like sugar. And you're a uh, homo sapien. You're human and you don't like sugar. Okay. How much beer do you drink? They paused for a minute. Like, what do you mean, doc? And I said, well, if you're a beer drinker, that's turned to sugar in your body. You're still getting your sugar in. So what I'm saying with that is we all like sugar. Now, let's say we have a hard day at work. I got beat up by my boss. I'm tired. I have deadlines due. Kids home sick. It's 930. I finally got everyone down. What do you do? You crave sweets, right? We all do. That's what we all do. It's our drug, okay? Think about that. Get home, tired, worn out, overstressed, under-recovered, undone. What do you do? Your body needs a serotonin hit. It needs brain hormones to be stimulated, and sugar is one of the best ways to do that, and it makes it a drug. So if you think about over the last oh, 20, 30 years, let's just talk about our obesity epidemic real quick disease problems and their direct relationship to one another. We know that that issue, eating late at night, eating certain types of food, and, and now, now I'm going to add in when, really has a lot to do with the disease state. Yet it's still impressive to me that Western medicine completely ignores this fact. We know that Western medicine in general has a hard time accepting food as being causative or curative for anything disease state wise, but really it has so much more to do than it's given credit for. There are a number of uh, uh, groups and a set of doctors and, and holistic doctors, if you will, naturopathic doctors, integrated medicine specialists, functional medicine specialists that are starting to really report the power of food in your health, but it's still kind of missed. And so I want to focus on not just what to eat here, but this is where we go in how to eat, when to eat. And that's where I get the term chrononutrikinetics. It has to do when you eat your food must be as important as what you eat and how much you eat. A simple example is the rise of insulin with intake of carbohydrates, so breads, pasta, cereals, etc. Your lifestyle and all the consequences, including programming of your internal clock, causes you to crave carbohydrates at a certain time of day. That's why we talked about what happens when you come home from a hard day's work. Did you ever stop to think why you always crave sugar in the late afternoon or before bed? I'll tell you why. Because you programmed your internal clock to do so according to what you had to eat earlier that day, possibly the day before, and your overall lifestyle. That's why understanding the Recover Me Medicine method works so well for long-term health and body goals. When you take into account all the factors or steps involved in your lifestyle, you start to change your internal response to food. You reset your clock to a more appropriate schedule and thereby start to benefit from food and not get beat up or damaged by it. That's the whole concept behind food timing. It's extremely important for everyone, every imaginable health initiative, be it weight loss, building muscle, lowering cholesterol, clearing your blood pressure, your insulin resistance, your diabetes, uh, decrease in pain due to osteoarthritis in your knees. You have to know when to utilize the foods we like to eat, not just what. The timing of food intake in relationship to our sleep-wake cycle, exercise, work, 
playtime and all the other activities of daily living is really what I'm trying to profess here and help you understand. Once this has been embedded in your brain, you'll begin to see the results of your quest for all those above mentioned health problems. And every, it just helps you reset your body based the recover me method of food timing works. Not only that, but you can actually learn to profit from foods that under the old pharmacodynamic theory would, we would consider horrifying. And you can do that and still equip and maintain your long-term health and weight loss if that's your goal. The research in this area actually is quite substantial. If you look into the sports literature and the relationship of nutrient intakes to sports timing, particularly in the area of recovery and muscle building, it's out there. I discussed it in some detail and better than steroids, so I won't necessarily repeat it here. I've even done some podcasts on the importance of recovery, and we'll do more and more on the post-workout meal, the pre-workout meal and stuff to help all of our athletes out there understand recover me medicine uh, via exercise and how to recover from that stress that we call exercise. Um, if you are considering the power of the pre and post workout meal, a lot to that, a lot of the, the timing of those food intakes around your exercise is important. A lot of people know that. And that, again, I profess that in better than steroids more than anything, but what about the rest of the day? Do we have to be concerned about food timing the rest of the day? I first started describing this way back in the early 90s in some articles I wrote and then putting it to use in my clients. To be honest, there's no real studies directly on food timing, either proving or disproving it. But if you read the research like I do, you point to it. The whole concept of chronopharmacokinetics can be translated into chrononutrikinetics. This can really allow you to optimize your life with your whens, not just your whats. So let me give you an example, some more examples of chrononutrikinetics as it relates to fat loss. This, of course, can be modified to fit almost any disease or non-health state, but I think it makes good sense with your first go on understanding chrononutrikinetics when we put it in the realms of fat loss and weight loss. To do this, I have to bring in one of my all-time favorite hormones, insulin. Now, people that have heard me talk or read my books, you know how much I love insulin. Insulin is the greatest hormone in the world. However, it is either your best friend based on if you know how to eat and when to eat, or it's your worst enemy. If you don't know those two things, it just packs fat on you like crazy. Relative to that, insulin builds muscle, and that's why it's probably the most abused drug in professional sports because it's hard to detect, and it really packs muscle on. When you got your WENS down, your chrononutrikinetics, and the right foods at the right time, insulin is responsible for energy storage in both fat and muscle, and it deposits energy or calories in fat or muscle based on your food timing, your activity level, when you ate last, when the last time insulin was elevated and responsible at sugar, and a variety of other factors. Trying to avoid the esoteric, using insulin's response to food will develop, you can develop a timing system to optimize fat loss, maintain fat loss, and build muscle. In other words, the whole recover me uh, understanding of eating. Generally speaking, and this is in very broad terms, the body will not utilize fat as an energy source when sugar is present. 
So if you have access to eating all the time, sugar all the time, your body kind of leaves fat alone because it's waiting for that next starvation. It's waiting for that next famine to come around. Now, in today's modern society, we're lacking famines. Not to say it couldn't happen, but uh, 100, 200, 300 years ago, famines and lack of food uh, were more consistent and persistent. So bodies learned how to store fat for energy during that famine or whatnot. But because of our current society, the 7-Eleven down the street, snacks in the office, all this stuff, we utilize sugar and we tend to leave our fat stores alone. So in the terms of chrononeutrokinetics, if we repeatedly feed our bodies what I like to call active carbohydrates, so the sugars and whatnot, we cause insulin to spike continually, we set up more fat storage because again insulin says oh sugar's here i can feed the brain with that the brain will get with that any excess or extra i'm going to stick in the stick in this lady's hips or this man's belly energy in the form of active active carbohydrates is present to feed the brain and the body's happy so the body just turns the excess into fat storage what we want to do is tell the system we need to burn fat for energy we want to retrain our body. And how we do that, we have to decrease the amount of sugar present throughout the day, thereby decreasing insulin and causing another hormone, insulin's kind of teeter-totter balance buddy, glucagon, which is a fat burner, to rise. Now, obviously, that's a gross oversimplification, but it makes a point. Turn your body into a fat-burning machine by decreasing active carbohydrates throughout the day. So I'll give you an ideal situation. We utilize active carbohydrates two times during the day in the food timing model. The first is when you wake up in the morning after your fast. Now, this is true as if you eat breakfast at 0600 or right early in the morning when you first wake up, or if you're doing a debt plan, delayed eating technique, which I've just discussed before. It's also called intermittent fasting on the internet. And let's say you don't eat until three in the afternoon doing a debt plan. That's fine. That's just when you want to utilize the most of your carbohydrates you'll consume throughout the day is your first meal of the day after that fasting time because that's when insulin response is most sensitive. That's when your body's going to do the right thing with those carbohydrates. So that's the first food timing uh, rule that we're discussing with chrononeutrokinetics is eat the majority of your carbohydrates in your first meal of the day after your fast. The second time is immediately after a workout if you're working out on that day because exercise utilizes the storage form of sugar in the muscles uh, and it sets up envir the environment for needing replenishing and energy. So this causes insulin to rise, deposit energy, and now our, our hungry muscles because we just exercise. So optimally, you eat right after your fast, uh, whether first thing in the morning or with debt dieting, and then eat some active carbohydrates along with some protein right after you exercise. That's a food timing model. That is chrononeutrokinetics there. Now, once that's done, no matter if you're on an AR debt window or you ate a big breakfast and now you're going throughout the day, you want to slowly decrease your active carbohydrates throughout the day. So by 3 in the afternoon, if you ate breakfast at 6 or 7 a.m., by 3 in the afternoon, you should pretty much cut out most of your active carbohydrates. So that's your breads, pastas, cereals, everything that stimulates blood sugar. Keeping in some low glycemic fruit like berries, 
uh, and vegetables, green vegetables in particular, such as broccoli, uh, uh, whatnot, those are fine. I'm not, those are carbohydrates, but we're not going to consider those there. We're talking more of the high glycemic, high sugar filled insulin raising carbohydrates by three in the afternoon. You want to cut it down because then we're forced into fat burning mode because insulin is no longer depositing sugar around. We get that teeter-totter effect with insulin and glucagon again. So back to weight loss as my example, uh, let me give you the whole picture of that. We go to bed on an empty stomach, and we've talked about that before, the importance of not eating a few hours going to bed, waking up in the morning after our overnight fast with insulin sensitivity at its highest, then have your biggest active carbohydrate meal of the day causing a spike in insulin, that stores all that energy and muscles for growth and maintenance of our lean mass and lean tissue. Make sure adequate proteins available at every meal. Eat according to your schedule throughout the day. So don't be too fixed on that five, seven, ten meal a day garbage that's out there. Eat according to your schedule, but slowly decrease your active carbohydrate intake throughout the day. This allows a steady drop in insulin, a rise in glucagon, the fat burner, causing the body to return to fat stores for energy while we are carrying out our daily activities. That is just a simple overview of food timing as it relates to chrononeutrokinetics and this particular podcast. I've seen it work so many times I can't even tell you, but I want to give you a couple uh, case studies, case examples, if you will, just because it is so powerful, it really works, and I just can't tell you the number of times I've seen it. I'll give you just a couple simple examples. The first one's a fellow doctor in my town. He just told me this a while ago. He heard a few of my theories and on weight loss, and uh, he was too busy to come see me, so he just started incorporating food timing. He quit eating carbohydrates at dinner. He had lean meats and vegetables every night, him and his wife did. And over the course of four weeks, he lost 15 pounds. He changed and admitted no other difference. He just incorporated food timing, cutting carbohydrates out for the evening, and he lost 15 pounds. He did nothing else. That's incredible, but I hear that all the time. I hear I heard from another patient just a while ago. Uh, he was a late 40s, early 50s year old gentleman. He came to my office after he'd been in a few times, and my medical assistant uh, said she read my dietitian's notes, who said he had lost 20 pounds but increased his lean mass over the last few months. I was excited as heck, and I went in to give him my traditional high five, nice job. You're the recover me method excuse me, a medicine is working for you. Your body's obviously recovering from the stresses you're putting on it daily. You're, you're seeing uh, fat loss and muscle gain as a good side effect. Awesome. Are you following all the menus Jared wrote you in detail? And he informed me after he stopped, paused for me, he goes, Doc, I never use them. I didn't use any of the menus Jared sent me. Not the shopping list, nothing. All I did was I did what you and he emphasized. I had my biggest meal first thing when I after my fast. I ate according to my schedule, so some days I didn't get lunch, some days I did, but I didn't worry about it. That was the big thing. I cut all my carbohydrates out by mid-afternoon, and I did not eat right before I went to bed. That's all I did. And he told me he never felt better, down 20 pounds, lean mass up, totally recover me medicine right there back to lifestyle back to meeting you where you're at giving you control 
by teaching you how to live. So eating the majority of your carbohydrates early in the day after your fast is a powerful technique for long-term health and weight loss, if that's what you're after. It's also a subtle way to control calories if you are a calorie believer, because cutting those carbs out lowers calories in the evening. And so I highly encourage you to give it a try. Knowing when to utilize the foods you like to eat, the timing of food intake in relationship to your sleep-wake cycle, your exercise, your work, your playtime, all those activities of daily living is what really needs to be understood. Once you get this, and I kind of mentioned this earlier, once you get this, you'll start to see the results in your quest for optimal health. And you can also learn to benefit from, oh, let's say pizza and beer. Now, that wasn't a, a mistake. I'm saying even the foods that we normally, and I mentioned this earlier, we normally consider horrific for overall lifestyle and health, you can actually benefit from when you apply chrononutrokinetics or food timing to your daily regimen. And that's back to what I mentioned at the start of this, trying to decriminalize food. I've told you this before. If I tell Mrs. Jones, don't do this, 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 and I count that out on all 10 of my fingers and I have to take my shoes off to get all of my 10 of my toes involved, she tends to find one of those same fingers and give it right back to me because that's just not realistic. So chrononutrikinetics or food timing allows you to still get in those foods that, again, not necessarily the best for you, but your body can recover from it. And that's what makes it realistic. That's what allows you to have optimal health, well-being, and the best quality of life you can. I've never met a very, very happy, excited person that does yoga four hours a day and eats perfectly all the time. We want real life to occur. We know life happens. You have meals you couldn't plan for. You had dinner dates that you weren't expecting. Uh, you have a meeting pop up and someone caters uh, some local food for you. Those are okay when you understand some of the concepts behind the Recover Me method of food timing and chrononutrikinetics. So just in a simple review of chrononutrikinetics or food timing for this Recover Me audience. Let's talk about that. First thing after fasting, so whether you're debt dieting, delayed eating technique, or, or it's also called intermittent fasting, or you're getting up first thing in the morning and eating if you're a breakfast lover, that's when you have the majority of your carbohydrates. When insulin sensitivity is its highest and you're all set to go. If you exercise throughout the day, be it first thing in the morning or later in the day, remember the only bad time to exercise is not doing it at all. Exercise at any time is what's important. Have a little bit of uh, carbohydrates post-workout no matter what that time is. After you eat your post-workout meal or after you had your biggest carbohydrate meal in the morning or when you start eating after debt dieting, then you gradually decrease your carbohydrates, your active carbohydrates throughout the day. And back to your final meal of the day will have zero active carbohydrates in it. Be consistent of all just lean proteins, green vegetables, um, some low glycemic fruits such as berries, possibly some nuts and seeds. Then wait a few hours before you go to bed uh, after eating. Get up in the morning and repeat it. That is chrononutrikinetics in the Recover Me method to a T. Very simple to do. 
it's something you can incorporate and add in your lifestyle right now. You, I think you'll be amazed, just like my doctor friend in town, how quickly your body responds to when to eat, not just how to eat. Now, in some future podcasts, I'll get into a little more detail on chrononeutrokinetics and different foods and food types, how we can apply it to our lifestyle, in particular to certain disease states. Uh, there's a number of uh, medical conditions and concerns out there that really interrupt people's good quality of life that can be benefited uh, and manipulated by food timing using different foods. This is where we're actually using food as medicine, food as drugs. And so be on the lookout or earshout out for those because we'll get to those uh, in this podcast series over time. So until next time, remember, Recover Me Medicine meets you where you are. I can't control your stressors, but I can certainly help your body and mind deal with them better, all in the goal of giving you the best quality life you can have. Until next time, the best of health and wellness. Thank you for joining Warren on the Recover Me podcast with Warren Willie, your guide to living a naturally healthier, happier life. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, or wherever you find your best podcasts. To connect with Warren and the community, learn more about naturally healthy living, and claim a free resource to improve your health right away, visit drwilly.com. You'll find all of Dr. Willie's resources there, including best-selling books like Better Than Steroids, The Z Diet, What Does Your Doctor Look Like Naked?, and his latest book, Obtainable. Enjoy the body and energy you've always wanted beyond diet and exercise. That's drwilly.com, D-R-W-I-L-L-E-Y.com. And until next time with Warren, get fit, be healthy, live life.